boys and girls, and welcome back. It is week five of the college football season, and therefore week five of the Carla and Crabby show. Uh, that's Carla. Hey. Um, she's she's in, uh, a, a, I assume, a, a mostly boxless brand new office. Eh, we're getting there. It, okay. It, there's been better progress in other areas of the house than my office, so. Okay, okay. Um, I you am. Are, you are. You are not. You are not at your house. I am. I am not at my house. Um, we had some uh, some stuff to do at work, and I I, uh, I volunteered to take a night shift. Uh, we're just gonna. This is a an unused office right now. But if you look back over my shoulder, here's part of the newsroom back there. Nice. Okay. Um. So we're going to hustle through this and hope that no news breaks in Pittsburgh <laughs> while I'm in here. Otherwise, we will have to stop. Um. You guys know the drill, uh, and in the interest of um, uh, getting through this as quickly as we can, um, <laughs> let's let's get started. Uh, Carla, we had uh, la- last weekend was a lot of fun. Um, what yes. is uh, is there is there uh, one thing that stuck out for you? Um, I, I, I have a couple of very quick comments. Um, yet okay. ag- yet again, we missed the best game of the week. Like we've got we've got to start. I've got to start figuring out a way to stay up late. Um, and and I'm, I'm doing this in honor of the, the return of another segment on the show this week. But um, UCLA over Wazoo has to be one of yeah. the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. And I missed it. My husband stayed up for it because when I woke up Sunday morning, he was like, you so should have stayed up for the end of that game. Um, and I was like, wait, what? So if you didn't catch the end of that game or that you just blew past that score, um, the Bruins trailed by 32 points with a little less than seven minutes left in the third quarter. And they came back and won the game 67, 63. I mean, that's just absolutely absurd. And um, Wazoo quarterback, Anthony Gordon had nine touchdown passes on the game, which is like, which is a record. Like that's just, that's just absolutely absurd. Um, Pac-12 after dark, the the meta version i guess i don't know like that's yep. just absolutely absurd um and also i will do a very nice pennsylvania thing and and even though you know I, i'm really happy they didn't do this um two weeks ago but um pit did a pit thing and mm-hmm. uh and and won a game they shouldn't have been in um so 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 this might be the only time i ever go pit this is for you Cheers. Um, that was. I, I love. I love it when that happens. I'm real glad you didn't do it to my knitting lines. <laughs> <laughs> and that was. It was fun. I, I actually was working a night shift uh, on Saturday as well. So um, uh, number one, I got home and had a, a cocktail after my shift was over, and was flipping channels and 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 watched a bit of um uh, of uh, uh, Wazoo and UCLA right before halftime. And I bailed on that game. I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is done. And I'm, and I'm going to bed. So um, that was, I, I I won't say I regretted going to bed because I never going to bed. But I will say, <laughs> I will say, man, I, that would have been fun to see. Um, also, it was fun being here on the North Shore. Heinz Field is right there, literally. <laughs> so um, it was fun being down here for uh, for Pitt to win that, uh, to get their, their annual upset game. Um my one thing, uh, I was uh, because I was at work, I had an unobstructed uh, opportunity to watch all of Notre Dame and Georgia, which which was a, a much better game than either you or I were expecting. Yes, yes, it was. Um, I'm really happy that we won't have to play the Oh God, won't somebody please be Notre Dame, Notre Dame already game this year because uh, uh, you know, I, I think the one last hole to, to eliminate them from from the playoff. Um, but I'm, but I'm also happy to, because they're, they're actually better than 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 I was thinking. Um, the Irish yeah. defense is 
good enough to give Georgia a really hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and man, if they could run the football like like at all, uh, they I think they finished with uh, 46 yards rushing on the evening. Um, yeah. They'd have a pretty good offense too. So um, yeah. I, I think they had a they had a real shot at winning the game. So uh, to give them uh, credit where it is due. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I would watch with them as they go through the rest of the season. Uh, that, that lack of a running game is going to bite them sometime. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it, it's, if they can't figure that out, um, they, they, they're going to, they're going to have a, a hard time at some point. Yeah. Um, we have, we have two things to take care of before we, uh, we get to our games. Uh, thing number one, your weekly Clemsoning index, um, Carla uh, Clemson is at UNC Clemson is favored by 26.5 points. Uh, what do you think? Um, I'm giving the, the, I I keep going back between a three and a half to a four to this one. Um, and, and I've got a little bit higher because of the way this is lining up. So, you know, if you, if Carolina has been flying under your radar, um, Mac Brown is now the head coach there and, and they've had a couple of really nice wins to start the season. They knocked off, um, their, their rival South Carolina. Um, and then they beat Miami. Um, they beat the U I, that's, that's two really nice wins. And then they've gone around and done like really stupid stuff, like lose to Appy state this weekend. Um, you know, so, so that's why I've got this a little bit higher than usual, because this seems like an interesting Clemsoning opportunity when you've got a team that did something really dumb and lost to Appy State um, against a Clemson team that should win this pretty easily. It, it's got a little bit more intrigue uh, to it. Okay. Um, but at the same time, the Carolina defense has been giving up nearly 400 yards per game. <sighs> Clemson's going to win this game. Um, but it, but I am a little bit more intrigued about this one than um, than some of the other ones we've talked about this season. Okay. I I, I think, I mean, yeah, there's uh, uh, there have been some stumbles since Mac Brown came back, but he's he's a good coach. Yeah, he is. Um, and I, I think this sets up, um, uh, this is not quite peak Clemsoning, uh, but I would give this a six this week. Mm. I, I, that's a, I, I, I think if, if, if the, um, the Tigers aren't paying attention, yeah. uh, they, could, they could have a harder time than they would expect. Uh, thing number two that we have to take care of before we get to our games. Um, it is week five, as I mentioned before. Uh, there is a group of five, um, as you guys are already aware. And uh, there is a group of five after dark person. His name is AJ Kupnik. You may remember him from, from seasons past. Uh, he is ready to join us. This Woo-hoo. week for the first time for a, a, a breakdown of uh, just some of the, the stupidest game of five games that are on schedule for this weekend. AJ, what do you think? Hey there, everybody. It's your old buddy AJ chiming in with this year's, not even this week, this year's first group of five report. We had some fun this week, this past week, in the group of five. Uh, mostly with San Jose State, a team that last year was, I believe, somewhere in the range of like 1 and 12, going to Fayetteville and beating Arkansas. I believe the term is they supposed to be SEC. The Mountain West Conference has actually done incredibly well this year with Boise going to Florida State and beating the Knolls. In Tallahassee. We don't make any promises on performance here, but the Mountain West is doing wonderfully. Uh, speaking of group of five things, ooh, sorry, uh, UCF. You came to Pittsburgh um, 
And you forgot that the pit super weapon has been charging for so very long. So, so very long. And they finally fired it. They didn't fire it at Clemson last year. They didn't fire it at any other point in the year. They didn't even fire it at Penn State this year. They saved it for you. And you got blitzed. Sorry, UCF Alderaan, you're gone now. The super weapon now goes into hibernation, and Pitt will uh, lose to uh, Duke. Pitt will lose to Duke at some point this year, uh, and at which point the super weapon will begin charging again. Uh, for every bad loss that Pitt takes, the super weapon charges. So yeah, UCF, sorry about your playoff hopes. Ain't happening now. Um, you got duffed by uh, Pitt. That's how it goes. Hey, uh, let's talk about week five. Week five actually has a lot of uh, a lot of fun on the schedule. Let's talk about Thursday night Navy Memphis in Memphis. Um, don't watch the NFL Thursday night games. Uh, never ever 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 watch the Navy, the the Thursday night game. It's the Eagles and the Packers this week. Nobody cares about that game. Uh, go watch Navy in Memphis. It's a way better football game. Uh, watch the option do work. Um, Saturday. Let's start at the tippity top of the schedule. I'm going to throw 3.30 Coastal Carolina and App State. Uh, Coastal Carolina coming off of beating UMass by a whole bunch, uh, 62-28, and also beating Kansas. Uh, Coastal Carolina is, is, is up, and uh, they got to go to Boone to play App State. This could end real poorly for the Chanticleers uh, as App State beat UNC in Chapel Hill. Uh, why they scheduled that game, <laughs> I don't know. Don't schedule App State. Are you a Power 5 team? App State's not for you. Um, is App State for you? Talk to your doctor about it. But if you're a Power 5 team, App State is not for you. Um, let's scroll down the schedule here just a smidge. So the, uh, the, the Coastal Carolina game is at 3.30. Let's scroll down to 5 o'clock for Cincinnati Marshall in Huntington. Uh, Cincinnati came into the season, whole lot of smoke behind them. Um, they got absolutely annihilated by uh, Ohio State, uh, 42 to nothing. Uh, they beat UCLA, who, uh, by the way, uh, always stay up for the late game. Never count anything out. Pac-12 after dark will get weird. I, uh, I fell asleep on my couch watching the UCLA game, and I woke up. I went to sleep, but it was 49-17. And when I woke up, it was 49-38, I believe. Um, it was wild. And I watched the rest of the game, and they were trading touchdowns every three minutes. It was completely bonkers. And the game finished 67-63. Back to Cincinnati. Um, they go to Marshall, and this is a this is a big deal. Uh, you got AAC versus Conference USA. Um this could be a fun game, and I may need to uh, convince significant others to let me go to this game because friends at Marshall would like me to watch this football game. Um, anyways, uh, Cincinnati Marshall is at 5, so you should watch that game. Let's scroll down just a smidge more, and I'm going to go ahead and pick up... We're going to jump out of the... Uh, out of the group of five because there's not a ton in the Mountain West. Mountain West is kind of on a um, top of the heap versus bottom of the heap week. 
I'm going to jump up to the Pac-12. Washington State-Utah is at 10 o'clock. Washington State, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the UCLA came back from down 32 to win that game. I would like to point out um, the quarterback for Washington State, you should get to know his name. His name is Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon threw nine, N-I-N-E, nine passing touchdowns last week and lost. They scored 63 points. Every single one of them was a passing touchdown. He threw nine touchdowns, and I believe somewhere in the range of 600 yards. (laughs) Um, If you would like to just giggle at a box score, uh, I highly recommend that game because it ended 67-63. It's now the highest scoring game in Pac-12 history, and they didn't even need overtime to do it. Um, Yeah, Anthony Gordon was 41-61 for 570, nine touchdowns, and two interceptions. It is... Just an absolutely banana stat line. Dorian Thompson Robinson, you should watch for him. Uh, he is the quarterback for UCLA or for UCLA. He is 25-38 for 507 and five touchdowns. Uh, defense is not it's uh, defense is not required. Uh, characters are welcome in the Pac-12. So I highly recommend that game. So if you're looking for the the two Pac-12 games to watch, Washington State plays Utah at 10 p.m. Uh, and at 10:30, UCLA goes to Arizona. Does UCLA turn it around? Big big W showing the the potential future. Dorian Thompson Robinson was a like a five star number one dual threat quarterback. Chip Kelly got him. Uh, this is the type of dude that Chip Kelly wants for his system. So, um, d- nighttime football group of five football is real. Uh, you don't have to watch any of the uh, the big name games. I don't even think there are any big name games this week. Um, so please watch. Ohio State, Nebraska. Don't even worry about that game. Watch a uh, group of five football. Watch Pac-12, and uh, we'll see you out there. Excellent. Um, we'll be looking forward to those, and uh, we will also be looking forward to these. Um, this I, I didn't mean to turn this into a, a, a Big Ten show right off the bat. Um, I didn't mean to do this as a as a uh, a, a pretenders and contenders thing. That's a, a show that we typically do at some point. Kind of at this point of, of, yeah. of the of the season every year. Um, but these two things have dovetailed into Big Ten contender or pretenders. Uh, we're looking specifically at three teams, or maybe four, um, that have had a pretty good run through the non-conference schedule, um, maybe with some uh, head-scratching stumbles. Uh, and all three face pretty hefty challenges this week. Uh, if they're good, this is when we're going to find out. Uh, game number one, we don't have to wait till Saturday. We don't have to wait till Saturday. We can start on Friday. At 8 p.m., uh, when uh, your number 12 Penn State Nittany Lions visit Maryland, Penn State is favored by six and a half. What do you think? Well, the first thing I'm very excited about is the fact that my parents are visiting this weekend, so I get to watch a Penn State game with my dad, and that's always a fun thing. So I'm very excited about that. Um, second of all, this is a Friday night game, which is something that Penn State doesn't do all that often. Um, right. And it's it's such a big deal for Maryland that they've, they freaking canceled class all afternoon already. Um, they've already they've already closed like, like essentially closed down the campus unless you have a, a lab. So non lab classes are canceled. If you have a lab, I'm sorry, Terrapins, you have to go to class. Um, and it's a blackout game. So like Maryland is all in on this game. And yep. I can, can you blame them? I mean, after the way they nope. kind of got the season started, you know, they 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 rolled out, um, you know, leveled Syracuse on. In, in the carrier dome um you know i mean they've they've really kind of we we talked about this a couple weeks ago like what the heck's up with maryland they're they're suddenly a good team um 
but at the same time, it's, you know, they, they routed Syracuse, but they lost the Temple. So it's, Maryland is a very confusing team right now. We, we know some things, but not a lot. We know that Maryland boasts Anthony McFarland, who's been one of the lead, nation's leading rushers so far this season. Um, so they've got a good Ohio grab State game. Ohio State will remember him. Yeah. Ohio State will remember him from, from last year. Yeah. Um, so, so we have a known entity in the backfield and we know that it's a very good entity. Um, but beyond that, what is Maryland? You know, the, the offensive line has some definite questions, even though McFarland can just do whatever he's, he can handle stuff. But at the same time, you know, we've got questions on the offensive line. You, you stomp Syracuse, you lose to, you lose to Temple. Um, the good news is, is that if you're a Penn State fan, like I am, um, the Penn State defense has actually been pretty good against the run so far this year. Um, they've only allowed 70 yards per game. That sets up well for this. Um, but at the same time, the Penn State defense is not what we're used to seeing. Um, giving up 252 yards allowed um, in the air is not something that you normally hear from linebacker. You. That's just the secondary has been questionable for the last couple of seasons. That has not changed yet and and the the scary thing is last week against Pitt now I know it's a rivalry game and I know that crazy things can happen but the offensive line had way more trouble with Pitt's defense um than I think anybody was anticipating so this is a Penn State really needs to be careful in this game because I mean obviously the stadium's gonna be amped it's a Friday night they're they're going all in on this um I, I think the fact that Penn State can stop the run is going to neutralize some of that Maryland offense that we've been seeing. Um, so I'm going to say that, that Penn State wins this game. I think the line is probably right. It's going to be – I think it's going to be pretty close um, all the way through this. It, it's going to come down to whether um, Sean Clifford can can do what he needs to do under center um, and keep that Penn State offense rolling. If Penn State can score, they're going to be just fine in this game. But I, this one's going to be a bit of a nail-biter, but, but the Nits get the win on the road. Okay. Um, I, I didn't, after the first two weeks of the season and, and what uh, Maryland did in those games, I was, uh, you know, ready to get in touch with my doctor and, and up my anxiety meds to get ready for Maryland's visit to Columbus in November, because I, I don't need to go through that again. I really, I really, really don't. <laughs> but then, then the Temple games comes up and, you know, if we're not talking about basketball, uh, that's, that's a, not a good look for the, for the Terps. So um, that's, that was a head scratcher. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, Penn State didn't look all that great in their last appearance on the field either. But that was, you know, this is a rivalry game, and I'm 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 more inclined to 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 write that off as not something that's not a, a serious issue uh, here. If you're trying to sort out the numbers, um, these two are about as even as you can get, right? Yeah. Uh, points points allowed, offensive production, all in the same ballpark. Although um, uh, Penn State's a little more balanced offensively, uh, mm-hmm. while while Maryland is 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 we're just going to run the ball to death. Um, where's the difference? Uh, if you're looking at this game, I, I suspect the difference is in 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 talent level. Um, and and you know in the in the last three years, uh, Maryland's recruiting rankings have bounced around a bit. They they had a top twenty class. Um, they've had classes that are in the thirties and in the, in the uh, mid forties. Uh, so you know not not super consistent. Penn State in that same period, one top ten, two top twenty classes. There's a definite difference of, of talent there and yes talent doesn't that doesn't always translate to success on the field see uh harbaugh comma jim for example <laughs> um but but i think in this case it will i, I think um the, the line is about right i expected a, a tight game and um you know because 
everything's going to be that the folks in Maryland are going to be in for this. Um, yeah. But I also expect a Penn State win. Um, at 3.30 on Saturday, Indiana uh, goes to uh, number 25, Michigan State. The Spartans are favored by 14. What do you think? Um, Indiana is three and one. Like you get really excited when you see that. It's like, wait, 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 football, Indiana, three and one. And then you look and say, okay, wait a second. Their wins are against Ball State, Eastern Illinois, and UConn. Okay. Um, so maybe we can, we can couch that just, just a little bit here. Um, and, and their loss was a complete obliteration by, by Ohio Ohio State. We talked about that Mm -hmm. game, um, and how Indiana tends to give Ohio State fits. Yes. Not this year. Um, and, so, not this year. And, and so and so that's the reason why, you know, as much as I really want to be excited about Indiana in this game, I'm kind of holding my breath just a little bit here. I, I, I don't know if how legit this three and one really is. Um, right. Indiana has a pass heavy offense. They're, they are going to um, test the, the Sparty secondary um, because, you know, the, the Hoosiers just like to throw the ball. Um, but the Michigan State secondary is ranked 23rd in the country, so they're in, you know, they're in the top 30. So I, I think that's probably going to balance out a little bit. The funny part is, I went back and was looking at some stuff for Michigan State. M- Sparty did Sparty things, you know, like Pitt does the Pitt thing. Um, yeah. Sparty loses a game every year that is a head scratcher, kind of like Clemsoning, but not to the same extent. Um, right. And lost to Arizona State um, in a game mm-hmm. that apparently they could have tied, but a penalty called back a game tying field goal or something. I don't know. I didn't see any of that game. Um, that was move weekend. They had, they, they, they kicked the game tying field goal. They had 12 people on the field. Um, and the field goal kicker, the field goal kicker had already missed two. So, and you just, you, you knew it was actually, it was heartbreaking to see because you knew he wasn't going to make it again. It, yeah. it, it was this, um, they had to hustle. Uh, the kid didn't have time to think about what he was doing, which was like the perfect scenario. Situation. They got yep. lined up. Bam, kicked it, game is tied. Oh, wait, there's a flag. And so they, he had to kick it again and missed it. And it was just like, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Crushing, actually. And I'm not, I'm not a fan, but it was, it, was, it was hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, and, and, the funny, and the other funny thing about this team is that I looked, I was like, wait, Brian Lewerke is still the quarterback at Michigan State? Like, <laughs> Brian Lewerke is on the Alex Hornibook plan of uh, Big Ten quarterbacks uh, close. here. Close. Yes, um, getting there, yeah. getting there. So you do have some experience on that side. Sparty's playing at home. Um, Sparty has a great rush defense, although that might not be a factor this week because, like I said, Indiana likes to throw the ball. Um, I, I very much question Indiana's three and one. I, I yes, Sparty has done strange things over the last couple of years. Um, I'm still going to trust Lewerke and Lewerke and D'Antonio over an upstart Indiana team in this case playing at home. Um, I, I, I think Sparty wins. Okay. I mean, you can actually make the case that both teams in this game are, are sort of on the contender pretender list. Um, Indiana yeah. has done what you would expect them to do at this point of the season. Um, and for them, the, I mean, the question is not so much whether or not they can take, um, they, they can win the big 10 East because they're not, they're not going to, um, but, but can they take the next step, right? Can this yeah. become a more consistent program? consistent winning seasons, consistent bowl appearances, consistent bowl wins. Um, they're, they're moving the ball well. Uh, they score a ton. That's nothing new there. Um, but they're giving up almost 300 yards a game so far. Um, Michigan State isn't as, as as baffling as their neighbors in Ann Arbor are so far. But mm-hmm. I'm still not sure what Mark D'Antonio has here. Um, he has defense, as he always does. Uh, offense, 
Yes, uh, Brian Lewerke is you know is already over a thousand yards passing and, and uh, has thrown for seven touchdowns this season, but they're only ranked seventy third in in the country in points scored, and I'm, those two things don't really um, make okay. sense to me. Um, unlike the Hoosiers, however, uh, uh, the Michigan State can contend for the Big Ten East. Um, this is not the weekend we find out about them. This is the weekend we find about uh, find out about uh, Indiana. Next weekend is the weekend when we find out about Michigan State because they will be in Columbus. Um, and hey, so will I. But we will, we will talk about that one later. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, game number three uh, at 7.30 on Saturday evening, uh, number five, Ohio State visits the, uh, the third largest city in the state of Nebraska. That would be uh, Memorial Stadium uh, mm-hmm. during a home game. Ohio State is favored um, over the Cornhuskers by 18 points. What do you think? Um, night games in Lincoln, always things that you should circle on your calendar. Um, because just like just like playing in Iowa City, this is another one of those um, you know, hang on to your hats if you're a visiting team because the, a if it's a special it's a special environment. It's one of those ones that like you want to watch part of this game, even if you care nothing about these two teams. Um, Nebraska's off to a, to a solid start this season. At just like uh, Lorkey's already over a thousand yards, Adrian Martinez is already over a thousand yards passing on the season. Um, but if you've paid attention earlier in the season, Nebraska is the team that lost the absolute heartbreaker at Colorado in overtime in week two. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and and that game that game was insane. I had that game on while we were we were cleaning out the house here to get ready to move. Um, so it was you know I didn't catch all of that game because it was on behind me, but I was listening to it and it was um, crazy. It was an old Big Twelve game. It was kind of fun. Um, and then, and this is also a Nebraska team that had to rally from 14 points down twice last week against Illinois um, to, to win that game. And they had four turnovers in that game. So we have a Nebraska team that started the season well, seems to be have some good offense potential, um, but just is not consistent at all with it. Um, they have moments of brilliance, and then other times it's just kind of head-scratching. Um, the other challenge that Nebraska has in this game is the fact that um, the Nebraska defense has given up 350 yards per game, um, including 240 yards in the air. That's a problem going against Ohio State. Um, and, and so it's because of those things that I'm kind of like, eh, maybe this game isn't going to be quite as interesting as I, as I thought it was going to be. Ohio State's been extremely balanced on offense. They've blown out every team so far this season. They've only allowed 60 yards per game rushing on defense and, and nine points per game. Um, right. I, I mean, those averages are probably going to adjust a little bit this week because I think Nebraska sure. can, can hang with, can, can hang with more so than, than any other team so far this season. Um, mm-hmm. but no, this is the, the defensive issues that Nebraska has and the inconsistencies and propensity of, of liking to turn the ball over are, are mm-hmm. going to be a problem for the Cornhuskers to try to win this game at home. But again, good environment, um, maybe a nail biter through the first half, but I definitely see the Buckeyes winning. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, we will start uh, analysis of Ohio State Nebraska Part One. Ohio State appears to be really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska uh, analysis of Ohio State Nebraska Part Two. Nebraska um, appears to be better than they were a year ago, but perhaps not as good as we might have been led to believe. Um, the Huskers lost the tight game against Colorado, you know, and that's it's kind of a rivalry game. I mean, that's their old, uh, you know, a big eight rivalry thing. So, yeah. um, again, not necessarily a disaster. Um, they handled their business against the Air Force and Northern Illinois, um, kind of got into a shootout against uh, Illinois, uh, the, the Big Ten's Illinois in the conference opener. And that's, um, 
the words shootout against Illinois are kind of troubling. Uh, <laughs> Illinois, off- Illinois offense is better than it has been for a couple of years. Well, let, let, let's let's say that. But it is also part of the deal that that's that's um, that's what Nebraska's defense uh, is 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 behind. That the, the Blackfords are giving up, as you as you mentioned, three hundred fifty yards um, and twenty five points a game. That's not going to get it done like against Wisconsin, um, and that's the team that that Nebraska is going to have to contend with if they want to win the Big Ten West. Um, and it's it's not going to get it done against Ohio State this weekend, um, guys. You can find the Carla and Crappy Show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now Spotify, Woo! as well as on a variety of podcasting services. You can also watch us babble in person on YouTube and on our Facebook page. Uh, if you dig the show, please rate and review. If you don't mind your own damn business, as always, come back next week to find out exactly how wrong we were. We actually weren't super wrong last week, which is no, we which did okay, is, which, is, which was a nice change. Um, yeah. Carla, any any final thoughts for this week? So somehow I'm managing to talk about Notre Dame again. Um, so okay. I, um, I am very much intrigued by, we're talking about the contender or pretender, um, Virginia at South Bend on, on Saturday afternoon. Um, is, I tried is, to figure out how to shoehorn that into this theme because it's, that, that is an interesting game. That's a very interesting game. Um, Virginia is sitting at 4-0, and my note says, is Virginia as good as its 4-0 record indicates? We don't know, and we're going to find out on Saturday um, on the road at South Bend against the Notre Dame team that is wounded after losing that, you know, after losing a great game and needing to rebound. Is How will Notre Dame respond um, against another, you know, ranked opponent um, at home? Now it's, it's an afternoon game. Um the other thing, the other note I had on that game was that the Notre Dame defense is giving up a bunch of yards on the ground rushing, but mm-hmm. Virginia likes to throw the ball, so that might be a non-factor here. So yep. that'll be a really intriguing game to keep your eye on. If if you get bored by and there's a lot of great games at two thirty, so get your yeah. thumbs for the first time this season. Get your thumbs ready um, to be able to, to to flip around to to watch some of these games because that's when you don't want to let fall off your radar. Maybe maybe Notre Dame can um, can find Rudy to to. To run the football for him a little bit, maybe. Rudy, Rudy, just, just stop, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I have nothing to toast with, and that's really frustrating. But it's time for uh, time for us to, to wrap this up, and, and I need to go back to work. So, guys, thank you very much for watching. We hope you enjoy the games this week, and uh, as always, come back and uh, and see us next week. Carla, cheers, 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 cheers. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you again soon.